Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the greatest show on earth. This is not a drill. Man your battle stations. Repeat, this is not a drill. Somebody call the cops! Josh Salmon with you on the Salmon Says Podcast in studio with a very uh, special guest. I don't get a lot of guests in studio on, on the show. I usually get a lot over the phone, uh, but happy to have uh, uh, Nellie here. And Nellie uh, Venegas is the Executive Director of the Literacy Council of Grand Island. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, I've been involved with Literacy Council for probably eight, nine years. I was the, uh, I, I've been the MC for the Scrabble Tournament most of that time. I even put on the bee costume one time for the spelling bee. Somewhere there's a picture of that. I, I hope it doesn't surface, but it's there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> My kids laughed at it. Um, so let's talk about the Literacy Council. A lot of people don't know what the Literacy Council is, and then we'll talk about what they do. And you guys just do a ton of stuff for a lot of great people. Yeah, we do. And, you know, it it shocks me, but it doesn't, that people don't know much about the Literacy Council. Uh, it doesn't shock me because of our location. So we're kind of tucked away um, in the corner of... Charles and South Locust, where Locust in Grand Island, Nebraska splits um, into two going into downtown. So we are we are kind of tucked away building wise, easy to miss if you don't know what you're looking for. Uh, but it does shock me that people don't know about us at the same time, too, because we have 455 adult students that wow. we're serving um, at our organization. So uh, making a big impact, serving a lot of people. So it, it does and doesn't shock me at, at the same time. It's been around since 1981, so I mean, it's an organization that's it's almost as old as I am, and and so you know, people that maybe don't realize, oh, literacy council, yeah, they they help they help a lot of uh, people who are immigrants come here and learn English and math, right? Correct. Well, we help with all kinds of things. Okay. So, in 1981, the literacy council was founded, and the the main program, the main pillar of programming at that time was one-on-one tutoring. Sure. So students would come in and enroll to be matched with a tutor. And with that tutor, they could work on whatever they want to okay. work on, basically. Um, obviously, our main goal is to teach English as a second language, and we primarily serve um, immigrants and refugees. So 99% of those 455 students that we have right now are immigrants and refugees who are learning English as their second or third language. Um, so it started out as just basically tutoring. And with the tutors, uh, they could work on English, math, GED things. We've even had a tutor who takes her student out in her car. He has a learner's permit. And so they spend their hour of tutoring time driving, wow. practicing driving. So we <laughs> let the, the students and the tutors form that relationship, and they decide what they work on. Sure. We, we do not force anything. Like I said, most of them are there to learn English, but that time is between them they're choosing to be there they want to be there and so we do not force any any kind of special uh, curriculum or anything in that way so like I said we were founded um, with the model of one-on-one tutoring and since then as we've grown we've added classes instructional classes some are curriculum based some aren't so we do curriculum based English as a second language we get our materials through Cambridge University and we use ventures and so that is levels basic and then one through six and the student will take a assessment to be placed into one of those classes and then they will begin working with a teacher in a group setting but we also have some less formal classes like conversation which are wildly wildly popular so I like to say that um, there are things that 
a book just can't always teach you. Oh, definitely. So if you sit in on a conversation class, some of the things that you might overhear are them practicing what to say if they're going to the doctor's office and they're going to have a conversation with that receptionist. So what kind of questions might they be asked? How should they respond? Or other things like, their check engine lights on in their car and they need to find someone to take a look at it. What are those conversations going to look at in English? So some of that stuff um, isn't taught in a book. So the books are more of those, you know, ABCs and adjectives, verbs, nouns, but those conversation classes, those are really valuable to our students and and they're learning quite a bit in those in those classes. So we went from that tutoring model when the Literacy Council was founded in 2021 was when they added their first group class. Okay. 2021, they had one. At the end of 2023, we were teaching 26 in-person classes a week. Wow. Really grown. Uh, The number I see here for 2021, you mentioned 196 students were served. Uh, Volunteer hours were 1,596. But get this, hours of studying, 2,954 hours of studying. That's 65 volunteers. So that's that's just an awesome numbers there all around. Yeah, it's crazy. We... Uh, our volunteers mean so much to us and they they keep that place running in, in a lot of ways. Uh, we couldn't do it without them. And at the end of 2023, so you're surprised by those numbers, uh, at the end of 2023, we had 5,116 hours logged wow. um, with students in classes, tutoring all together. That's so. just in two years. So from- Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and it should be said, too, that the, that the students come in, they're not forced to do this. They want to learn. They take the first step. It's not like somebody's making them do here. So, you know, they're like, okay, I don't want to do this. Yeah. No, they're there because they want to be there. And, and I've seen, I've gotten there and I've done things, you know, that wasn't Scrabble related. And I come in and I see the relationship and I see the tutor and the student laughing. And even they even have little inside jokes sometimes that only they understand. Yeah. That's what's really cool and kind of magical, too. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, you nailed it with saying that they want to be there. And while I love children, uh, I got it. My hats off to teachers that teach <laughs> you know kids in in school because those kids have to be there. Right. You know, our students do not. They're choosing to be there, so they're. It is very very rare when someone comes in with an attitude that is not just happy and glad to be there, appreciative. Um, our, yeah, our students are, are choosing to be there. So it's always a really warm, bright, happy environment. No one's being forced and it, it's all natural and those relationships are, are it's, natural. It's fun to hear too the stories of, of the students. Have they gone through, you know, they went on and got a better job. I mean, they just they just took a job just to have some money. But then they once they got the, the voice, you know, they were able to, to, you and I kind of talk about this, the guy that moved on with the architect degree, I think it was, or something like that. He, he took a job, just a, a job. And then once he got past that, he had, he had a master's degree and and all this and really got to use that degree now that he knew English yeah and that that's not uncommon either so 69% of our students have post-secondary education some of our students are more educated than multiple of our employees combined sure um, and, but you're right their their barrier to meaningful employment and using that education that they have is just the lack of English it's not because they're uneducated which is a, a big misconception about our students a lot of people assume that they're they're uneducated and that we're more of a school and while we do some school things we're really just teaching English we're not doing science experiments right or, you know things like that they're there to learn English because they they have an education um, they they have goals and dreams here in America but they enable they have to be able to learn English in order to to get there. So uh, one one really great success story is a, a student of ours, his name is Carlos. He has been here for about a year now and he came from Cuba. 
And his story is, is really interesting, and I encourage your listeners to, to get onto our Facebook and, and read his full story. So in Cuba, um, obviously there is political things going on there, and life isn't easy for sure. them. And growing up, they only had electricity in their home one day a week. Wow. Uh, people are, are poor, um, but he really wanted to go to college. So in Cuba, he uh, got his bachelor's degree and his parents had to they gave him all of his savings they knew he was bright they knew that he had these goals and they wanted to help they gave him everything that they had in order to get that degree and then after that he decided he really wanted to to get his master's and his goal this whole time was to get to america he wanted to come to america and live that american dream so he got his bachelor's in civil engineering and then went and moved to mexico to complete his master's in civil engineering after that, he ended up here. So he's 20, 26, 27 years old, and he's already got a bachelor's and a master's under his belt. Sure. But like you said, you know, he's he's out working at, at JBS. He's got to make ends meet. He's got to be able to pay those bills. And he's coming to us multiple times a week. He's in class. He's working with a tutor to improve his English so he can um, use use his education. And we hosted a job fair in, in January that was a major, major success with a lot of really reputable businesses in Grand Island that came out came out for us and and showed support of us and our students and he ended up having a um interview that very next week with the director of engineering at at chief Industries. so that's, that's awesome. that that just shows you know um he's educated he can get a really good job yeah. here at somewhere that is really reputable and uh, um employs a lot of people in, in our town and now that he is he's to a point where he can speak better English and communicate on the job he he's eligible and a good candidate for some of those positions awesome Hey, it's Josh Salmon of Salmon Says Media. Like us on Facebook. We offer full voiceovers for your video, your online promotion, for your television ad, your radio ad. We can also write the ad for you and fully produce the audio right here in-house. Plus, we offer sports photography. Yeah, you enjoy the game? Let us capture the moments. It is Salmon Says Media. Check us out on Facebook or email us at salmonsaysmedia at gmail.com. Uh, it is the Salmon Says Podcast, talking to uh, Nelly Venegas, uh, the Executive Director of the Literacy Council of Grand Island, and just sharing some success stories there with the students. Uh, and I like to put it this way, too. Somebody, I grew up about 25 miles from Tijuana, so I kind of see a lot of you know people trying to better themselves coming over from the border, which is fine. They would work, and then they would go home, and but they would learn English and, and that kind of thing. But put people, put yourself in their shoes. What if, what if I moved to Cuba? You know, what if I moved... To Tijuana or something like that. I don't know any Spanish, you know. I mean, I could order some food, maybe. You know, <laughs> that'd be about it. And so, how would it be for me to get a job there? Yes, I'm qualified to do radio. I've done it for 20 years. Well, I don't speak Spanish. Well, and to be radio, you'd have to be able to talk. So, I'd have to learn how to speak Spanish pretty fluently to talk on the radio. And that's just an example. But people should put themselves in, in their shoes and then see what it, what it's like. Yeah, one of our new tutors um, in 2024 came to us with a very very interesting story that goes along with what you're saying so her and her fiance actually moved to germany for a year and they both are engineers actually going <laughs> along with the Carlos story and they only lasted about a year so very educated people smart people moved somewhere to gain some new experiences and live somewhere else and couldn't find 
couldn't find a job. And so they ended up coming back. So we were able to match them with a student that's in a similar situation that has education and is trying to get a better job. And they were able to connect really well because they've had those similar experiences. So it it is something that that Americans go through as well when Americans move to to another country to work or do other things. It's it's it can happen to anybody. I got this off the website, uh, for your guys' website. This is from men from Vietnam. Uh, I said, thank you, Literacy Council, for helping me become a citizen. Now I just want to help them like they help me. That's awesome to hear. Another one is uh, Luis from Mexico. He says, at the Literacy Council, I get the help I need to finish my goals for a better life. I mean, that's just right there. It tells, hey, you know, the things are working out. I made the first step. They're going to work with me and, you know, work around my schedule and do things I can. So help help him get uh, what about tracy though we got to talk about tracy i'm not gonna mention her last name i don't know if she she's pretty she's pretty modest but i think everybody knows who tracy is she's been volunteering there forever uh she says all my students have enriched my life and opened my eyes in so many ways and so as you kind of said with that couple that went to germany it kind of we kind of learned from it too you know as a tutor you also get an experience of what the world may be like maybe you've lived in a small town nebraska your entire life you have no idea what these other countries are like you're going to learn from them as much as they're going to learn from you yeah, Tracy's great. So Tracy teaches our one of our citizenship, two citizenship classes, actually. And her students love her. She actually had a post on her own personal Facebook a few weeks ago that was photos of her students. And I just had clicked. I saw there was a ton of comments. So <laughs> me being nosy, I clicked the comments to read. And it was so many other people in the community that know knows what she does for us and a ton of students that she has had or has had in the past that are just saying she is such a great teacher she helped them get their citizenship um and we she she deserves a lot of credit probably more credit than than she gets she's a humble person um but in in 2023 19 out of 20 students literacy council students who attempted to take the citizenship test passed and became citizens so that's awesome um and that that one that didn't it it was it was at no fault of the teachers. It was a student who actually came to them just a few weeks before the test. And if if you know anything about the citizenship test, um, it is difficult. I sit in my office and I hear them in class going over some of those questions. And I'm sitting there like, I wouldn't even be able to pass that test. <laughs> right. So it, it does take a lot of dedication and commitment um, and time to study for that test. So I, I don't use that one that one. Uh, person that didn't pass this time uh, against any any of them because sure. it, it was just a, a late start kind of situation but yeah the the time that she puts in um to helping with that citizenship test and quizzing them and having conversations getting them ready seeing them outside of class meeting with them one-on-one taking them to lunch it it doesn't go unnoticed and and she's a huge huge reason why so many students are are going on and get in becoming citizens. Literacy Council of Grand Island is a five hundred one c three nonprofit. So obviously donations are accepted. Uh, it's it's you know it takes money to, to run any kind of program like this. Uh, and you guys can get money from anybody, any kind of family. Maybe you don't have time to tutor, but you believe in the cause. Uh, make some donations. That kind of thing. Any amount is acceptable. Get a hold of uh, Nelly or anybody there at the office. Yeah, if you uh, you don't think you have time to maybe volunteer or tutor, sponsor a student. You can sponsor a student, um, which that uh, pays for one student's year um, in classes at the Literacy Council, and then you'll get an invitation to see them graduate our program when the time comes. Very cool. So what is a typical turnover for graduation? Does it just kind of vary per student, obviously? Yes, it does. So, And we're working on some kinks with that, um, with reporting and progress testing. Um, Since we grew so rapidly in just a few years, there wasn't a lot in place as far as tracking. Because like I said, we started off as a tutor model. So there really wasn't any 
any progress to track on paper or on the computer okay. uh, because they're working one-on-one. -on -one. But now that we have students in classes and taking um, assessments to be placed in those classes, we're able to reassess them to see um, what the gains are. Okay. So um, it takes about a year to get through each level. Like I said, if the student comes in and starts off in basic level, which that would be no English at all. It can, it can take a few years to get through sure. um, to level six. But we are retesting our students every six months. Okay. And if they test into that next level, they can definitely move to the next level if they want. Now, a lot of our students have relationships with their teachers, love the classes they're in, and a lot of them don't want to miss things. So even if they test into a higher level, they might um, want to stay in the, the level that they're at so that they can get all the basics down. We had a student recently that came in to enroll, tested at a level two, which is that I don't speak Spanish, um, and that is, that is a level that I teach, so I can communicate with that person. So the English is good, um, but that student had said, you know, I know I tested into this level, but everything I know is self-taught. I like to start from the beginning and that is something we take a lot of pride in we meet the students where they are we don't force anything sure. um so yeah to answer your question it can take a few years to get through the entire program probably okay. about five give right. or take but they do have those options every six months where they can test into a higher level if they want to move quicker um and so what the literacy council obviously does take money to run programs like that people want to make donations we talked about that um literacy council is just a, just a fun environment to be I, I like to walk into the office and there's you know the stories of, of the people and, and the map of where they're from and talk about a little about you got people from sudan you got people from obviously vietnam you have people from mexico where else do people come from students that want come to grand allen and come to the literacy council want to learn english or math tons tons of students from so many different places it would blow your mind uh when you walk into the literacy council the first thing most people probably notice is there are flags hanging from the ceiling and it's not just for pretty, it's not just decoration. Each flag represents a, a student or students from that particular country. And we have over 50 flags hanging wow. in, in the Literacy Council along with a map where they get to put a little uh, sticky arrow pointing to where they're from. Uh -huh. uh, I had a student in class, We were it was a conversation class and we were just chatting and I'm asking everybody where they're from. And I had a student, uh, and this might make me seem kind of out of touch and maybe a little dumb, but he said he was from Ivory Coast. I had never even heard of Ivory Coast before. Is that what they make the soap? I, that what I would say. That's what I would say. Is that yeah, what they make the soap? And, I, I had no idea. Right. Um, and it's uh, he speaks French. That's where they wow. speak French okay. there. So yeah, there's people from from all over Laos, uh, India, different countries in Africa, China, Russia. We have a student who is moving here. Uh, she will be joining us the beginning of March on March March fourth. She's coming to us from Brazil. So she actually called in. Her husband called for her in advance to see if if we had somebody um, that would be able to work with her. And luckily for us, one of our paid staff members is fluent in Portuguese. Oh, good. So it worked that was out my really. Next question. Yeah, right. it worked out really well <laughs> um, in that situation. But yeah, we we have students from all over. We think a lot of it just must be word of mouth i get asked all the time where's this growth coming from like yeah. what, what do you think has led to that and it is not uncommon that someone will be uh, enrolled as a student and then bring in five six family members to sure. enroll because they've told them about that um and a lot of people that move here uh, sometimes they come by themselves and get settled before bringing their family here and so when that happens, when their family or friends come here, I think they're referring them over to us. And to be a tutor, maybe we should clarify too, you don't have to have a teaching degree. No. You, nope. can, you can be somebody who speaks English, you know, that writes well. I mean, just that just can communicate how our language works or how our, our you know, 
any kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be English, but if you want to help teach math and you're good at numbers, anything like that where you're good at relating with people, uh, that's the kind of people you want for volunteering. Is that correct? That is correct. You do not have to have any kind of teaching background. We are very lucky that a lot of our tutors do have some some kind of educational background, but that is not required at all. And the staff, Anthony and Angelica, do a fantastic job of matching students and tutors um, and making sure that's going to work out. So when someone comes in and wants to volunteer, they fill out similar paperwork to what the student does, and we ask them both preferences, and we try to make a good match there. We would never match someone who only speaks Spanish with someone who only speaks English if they're at a lower level. And then they also, before they they make it official with, with that match, they do a meet and greet. So they they sit down, a staff member sits with them, with the uh, prospective tutor and student, and make sure it's going to be a good match. And then after after that meeting, we get feedback from both of them. And then if they want to proceed at that point, it's left up up to them to make their schedule. And when they'd like to meet, we do ask for a one hour a week commitment, but you'd be shocked about uh, how many hours our our tutors are putting in. We have one tutor right now, uh, bless her, she she has 17 students. Wow. She is retired, but she was an educator. uh, So she has a passion for our organization and for education in general. And she spends a lot of time uh, in our office with her students. One of my other favorite quotes from a volunteer is Eunice. She's been helping out for a long time. Uh, I am my students' family, and they are mine. The Literacy Council has made my life so much better, so much nicer. This is a volunteer talking about her students in her classes. That's really cool. Yeah. Good to hear. So if people want to get involved, they want to tutor, they want to make donations, they want to sponsor a student, how do they do that? Well, you can come by and check us out. I definitely, uh, not that we won't take donations from people who aren't uh, here in Grand Island, we'll accept all the donations. But if you're in town and you're thinking about it, uh, you want to donate, maybe volunteer, come and check it out. Uh, and I think that will solidify that decision for you because it really is, it is a really cool place. And and if you, you step inside our building, I think that uh, that'll seal the deal for you. Uh, we do have a link on our website um, where you can donate through there. And you can leave notes if you want to sponsor a student or if you want your donation to go towards something specific, you can do that. Uh, we have an Amazon Smile account where you can huh. uh, donate actual items. We Obviously, with 455 students, we're going through lots of paper, lots of pens. We give each student a backpack, um, coats, winter items. Uh, many of our students are experiencing winter for the first time and come from places that are very warm and they might hear about right. that it's cold here but they are shocked yeah. when they find out oh well it, it really is, is so, cold <laughs> uh yeah so you can you can donate um monetarily of course or items or your time um you can stop by and and sponsor a student or learn more about that that way or or just do it through a website it'd be cool too to talk you know if you stop by and there's a volunteer there and talk and talk to them about how much they're getting out of it as well uh, and not not that you should just volunteer for doing it for yourself, but it is a feeling of joy to to do it yourself and to make a difference to other people who you can see are going to make a difference in community. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Nelly Venegas, the executive director of Literacy Council of Grand Island, thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, me. it is the Salmon Says Podcast. Copyright Salmon Says Media, twenty twenty four.